0: Back to another episode of say yes to travel where we have been talking to travel industry professionals in all different verticals of the travel space and very excited about today's guest because i actually have jason feudin in who is the co-founder and ceo of why hotel why hotel i'm gonna have him talk about it a bit more but it's curated spaces, and hand-picked neighborhoods with all the perks of a hotel. So I am really excited to hear more about what they're doing. Um, but without further ado, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Sarah.
0: Yeah. So um, I love I, I, in like kind of dabbling in and seeing a bit of what you guys are doing with Y Hotel. Really fascinating. But um, before we talk about that, we'd love to bring listeners up to speed. So for an introduction, could you just share a bit about your background?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, so my background's in high-rise institutional real estate development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked on $2 billion plus of development for Vornado Realty, which is a large publicly traded company. Um, I also worked on uh, innovation, repositioning stuff. Um, and I, in my role at Vornado as an executive, I worked on kind of future real estate. So we worked with uh, at the time, the WeWorks of the world, mm-hmm. folks like Convene, they're all in these different um different versions of like how you make space more efficient, how you better utilize it, yeah. and how you think about changing customer preferences. And then uh, while I was there, I piloted Y Hotel as a concept within that larger organization, and we spun it out in 2017 to become uh, an independent venture-backed company. And then the you know, last four years have been uh, a bit of a ride.
0: But yeah, no, that's amazing. And it's interesting how kind of the areas and what you were working on before totally led to um, it's just it seems like it's, it's a natural progression to lead to why hotel as far as like with your background and everything and just understanding the space and and what people are looking for
1: yeah I mean so it 's a couple of things the real estate world is, is kind of archaic in that it 's highly siloed and has no flexibility yeah um, although trillions of dollars flow through it mm-hmm. um, and so I was in the unique position of you know spending those hundreds of millions billions of dollars to build products while seeing a changing consumer um, changing set of consumer preferences and technology, making it so that spaces could be more flexible. And so I was kind of right place, right time. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, and and Vornado was great in letting me pilot this concept. And then um, since then it's been great, great building with a team of uh, awesome people.
0: Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because it's like so often these great ideas are, it's like the right place at the right time. So, which which is amazing. So why don't we talk again a little bit more about why hotel? So, um, I love, and this is the hotel you're in me, but I love how the Y Hotel site says that the future of hospitality is flexible because I agree wholeheartedly with that. So um, why don't we, if you, for, to, again, so for people that might be listening, maybe they don't know what Y Hotel is, can you explain what Y Hotel is and then really what inspired you to create it?
1: Yeah, so, um, so we're a platform that brings... Um, hospitality style services uh, into apartment product. So basically mm-hmm. if you're a guest of ours or a resident and we'll explain, we run the whole spectrum. You get to stay in high quality um, apartment homes in mm-hmm. you know great neighborhoods, uh, but you get hospitality services and you get that hospitality experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first business line is called a pop-up hotel. Uh, and it, it sounds temporary because it is. Uh, the mm-hmm. way it works is when someone builds a high-rise apartment building, like a new one in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. they deliver three or 400 apartments, brand new, all at once and empty. And then it takes them a year or two to fill it with residents. So for yeah. our pop-ups, we take 100 or more of those units, we furnish them. And when the building opens, we're now running a hospitality product uh, out of the vacancy of that brand new building. So all of our guests are it's staying kind of in brand new, gorgeous towers and then we layer on our hospitality platform, so they get um, this, you know, kind of uh, l- low-touch but um, highly technical, our uh, high high-tech focused experience, where they can do self-directed check-in, but there's someone on site 24/7. You know, we believe in hospitality as um, n- not maybe personless, but not humanless. But right? we always have people there. Things always yeah. go wrong. Um, but the same way that today, you know, you self-serve when you call an Uber. Um, you're not calling like a taxi line or you self-serve yeah. when you select your airline. Uh, same thing for us. It's designed to be tech forward, uh, but it's human supported. And the, you know, the reason we say flexible is that building is now flexible. So you can stay with us for a day, a month, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can now have the flexibility to live your lifestyle while you're traveling. So if you have certain diet, let's say you're vegan, you, know, you can cook your own food. Or let's say uh, you're a runner. You can take a run in the morning and throw your clothes in the washer and dryer in unit. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a home-like stay, you know, while you're on the move. And for a lot of folks, it's also a temporary home. We do a lot of reload business, you know, four, six, eight weeks, traveling nurses. Um, that's the pop-up product. Uh, we've done just under a dozen of those now. Mm-hmm. And then our second business line is called hospitality living. And that's mm-hmm. a buildings that on a, you know, and the pop-ups go away, right? So the venture of the building yeah. become apartment buildings. Uh, hospitality living is like, if the pop-up never went away. So it is apartment style buildings that on a forever basis have a mixed of stays, whether that's long-term furnished or unfurnished, short-term furnished and unfurnished. And that allows owners to optimize the asset. And that allows customers, whether that's residents or guests, to have kind of a buffet of options for their travel or stay experience.
0: Yeah. No, it's so cool. And it's so smart how you're taking advantage you know especially like when as you were describing you know the pop up experience you do you've got these beautiful new properties and they are again as you mentioned just waiting for people to continue to buy the units so it's it's an excellent use of that space and i have to say that model's kind of kind of brilliant so but um as a user um you know i know that you're kind of talking like there okay there are options for nightly weekly monthly how how does that work do they pretty much like have to book that amount of time at the start or is there some flexibility that like they can extend I guess it probably depends on where they're staying is that right
1: yeah so um it, it's kind of a not all that different than other than a ho- traditional hotel it depends yeah. on availability so yeah, yeah you know if someone books up front uh then they definitely and they say hey we want to be here for three months like in our midtown Miami deal great um but Miami's crazy right now so if someone books for a month and yeah. then, like they're like, hey, I want to extend a week. You know, if we have availability, we can do that. And if we don't, we can't. Um, which is generally why, you know, if you want to be somewhere for, if you know you're going to be somewhere for a while, um, you got to let us know um, because you know we can't we can't just hold units in in perpetuity. But yeah, yeah of course, it's you fle- Of course, you can. It's flexible to extend. Um, there's certain you know there's flexibility to cancel.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Like the, like a normal, normal booking experience, which, which makes sense. I just didn't.
1: It's very different though than the residential experience. You know, if you rent an apartment Mm -hmm. and you want to extend for a month, you know, those are very expensive extensions. Mm -hmm. So if you were paying like $2,000 a month to stay in an apartment and then you're like, Oh, well, I want to go month to month. It might be like 4,000 a month or, or like, but in our case, it's not, the pricing doesn't change on extensions. So for folks that are, staying with us you know let's say it's a reload and you haven't bought the house you want to buy yet or you haven't found the apartment you want to stay in yet you know people can extend you know month after month which we see happen all the time
0: oh that's awesome that's awesome so um it's so cool again i just really love like what you guys are what you're doing so we'd love to like kind of switch it a little bit so last year obviously a challenge for the travel industry um And I mean, you guys kind of came together like in 2017. So really, like the ball is like rolling and you're kind of growing from there. But um, did you guys focus on anything different throughout the year? Um, And then if so, were there any sort of like unexpected wins from that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, 2020 was a whirlwind. Uh, You know, we were on pace to open a property a month or so. Um, We pulled back. You know, we, we had layoffs, which, you know, just sucks. Um, and we, we focused on upcoming inventory. And, you know, we thought we would see occupancy plummet. Uh, through COVID, we kept occupancy over 85%, which was crazy. Oh, wow. um, we did 500% or more better than the hotels. Uh, and the reason is we, we leaned into those longer stays. So because what we offer is a buffet, we can have someone for three months or three nights, we just had people stay longer. So yeah. a lot of people were displaced from housing. We had a lot of people that were, were meant to be stationed abroad that just couldn't go, right? Like yeah. we had folks that wanted to be stationed through the state department, or um, we had folks working on projects that got extended because of social distancing. Yeah. We, in Seattle, we had a group that was you know working on shipbuilding and now it took longer to build the ship because they had a social distance. So we, we leaned into longer stays. Uh, we made our minimum length of stay two weeks um, and then, yeah, we, we, we did odd, oddly well, um, in some cases better, in a lot of cases better than we were doing pre-COVID because our expenses went down dramatically in terms of cleans, uh, our revenue held pretty strong, um, and the, which gave us the confidence in March of this year to really lean back into inventory, which is why we opened Miami um, and took over a couple operations, uh, just opened DC. Uh, we'll, we, we were announcing We'll have just announced that we're opening another DC pop-up. Um, oh, awesome. So yeah, it's been, um, it's been kind of crazy. And I will say this. In the meantime, we, we focused largely on our tech stack. We yeah. rebuilt our entire back technology system. Uh, we rebranded the product, uh, a different look and feel. Um, we got smarter. Yeah. Uh, we, we leaned heavily into uh, contactless check-in, which we've always loved. But you know, we were, weren't sure how where consumers were at, were at with it. I think the pandemic accelerated that. Um uh, so definitely some sur- a lot of surprises, but for us, yeah, you know, but for the layoffs, which were just like I said, you know, it's the worst. Uh, yeah, but for that though, it's been all it's all positive.
0: Well, and it's interesting just because of like the way that your product is, it very much um like one of the biggest trends la- well, t- two of the biggest trends of last year, which we were kind of mentioning, were those like longer stays. Um and it's like you you totally have the model that's perfect for that. So people that were seeking that change in scenery. Um, and they, they had more of that flexibility in their schedule so they could, they could do that. But then also obviously like leaning into the technology aspect, as far as like this, the contactless check-in, I mean, again, everything that you're kind of doing is very much top of mind for what travelers were looking for. So, um, kind of, I mean, obviously lots of challenges, but definitely, you know, things that sort of worked in your favor
1: yeah i mean we had you know the extended stay traditional hotel product extended stays done the best through COVID, and ours is like extended stay supercharged right i mean these are full on true apartments luxury apartments Mm -hmm. um and and yeah i mean you know pre covid maybe 40-ish percent of our stays were long yeah between that 14 and 30 day mark and during COVID it went up to just under 100 percent you know just around 100 percent um and it's rebalancing as you know as we come out of here um Mm -hmm. or these vaccinated folks come out of here so Uh, yeah, which is the, which is the benefit of having a versatile product, apartment style product lets you do that in a way where, you know, the hotel, traditional hotel world has been going to small, to shrink the box, shrink the box, you know, like the hotel pods, mottos, it's like, I need a bed, I need a shower. I just need a spot to, to, to lay over, but it's not my home. And we've gone, you know, we're targeting the other extreme of the spectrum, which is like, Mm -hmm. this is a home-like experience. You can recreate home when you're here traveling shouldn't be so exhausting. Um, So yeah, it's, it's very much played in our favor.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it it it's so it's I always find it really interesting to hear, you know, when people are working on specific products and then how kind of like leaning into different elements of it and it just kind of like works out, you know, just all things considered because certainly in the travel space last year uh proved to be challenging to say the least. And <laughs> that is putting it very very um lightly. Um but so when I shift gears a little bit, um you certainly have your your finger on the pulse of the hospitality and, and travel space um, and a lot has changed in the past year but are there that you feel any hospitality trends or changes that you think are maybe here to stay
1: yeah I've mean a lot of them um, I would say the only thing that's not here to stay is the, the lack of travel we've seen over the last 15 months yeah and I think, I think what you're gonna see, play out between now and the end of 22 is just so much pent up demand that it's going to be mm-hmm. silly and prices are going to be silly and it's going to be
0: mm-hmm. honestly
1: difficult to travel. Um, but I think that a lot of what came out during during the pandemic is here to stay. I think contactless check-in, you know, while people kind of flirted with it, I think it becomes the new norm. Um, just yeah. in the same way the OTAs got rid of traditional travel agencies. I think that and I think that's going to change the way that um, Stuff is staffed on site. I think it's going to change the way the stuff is staffed off site. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that you're going to see more and more people that are blending leisure and business.
0: Yes. The work, the work
1: from anywhere environment is, is really going to fundamentally change that. So if you can work from anywhere and you have a meeting in, say, Miami, well, you can choose to be in Miami for a week and, mm-hmm. you know, at night go out on the beaches or be with your spouse. Yeah. Or whatever. There's no reason to rush back to you know, kind of home city. Um, so I think we're going to see more of these extended stay travel. I think we're going to see more project-based stuff where people don't work there. We've, we've seen during COVID mm-hmm. where people book with us for three weeks because they're working on a project in, you know, Washington, D.C. Well, yeah. they don't live in Washington, D.C. anymore. So they need to stay longer. So I think you are going to yeah. see a lot of that. I, I do think that business travel returns largely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there ends up being, you know, it's funny. I think there ends up being more business travel than there, has, there was pre-COVID. Because of the remote nature of, of the workforce, um, yeah. and and yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously we think very very highly of home like products. I think that ends up becoming the norm in cities, um, because of these changing travel patterns.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, and and I totally agree with you on that. We're, and certainly, because obviously, look, when it kind of comes to like business travel, there's been like at the end of twenty twenty, there was a lot of talk by certain individuals that weren't making it seem too promising. But now, as we're kind of on this side of things, knowing the nature of how business has shifted, also how people want to take advantage of that, that leisure travel that people are wanting to take, use any reason to get to kind of travel. Um, so, and, and I kind of love that you were talking about this um, because I, I think why Hotels really seems like a great option for business travel. Um, do you think, I mean, you, you kind of touched on this briefly. Like, do you think that it's like, it's definitely here to stay just because of the new, like changing of everything?
1: Yeah, so it's a couple of things. One, I don't think we're gonna actually know until 2023 because the, the amount of pent up demand is gonna basically cloud the signals. You're not gonna be able to tell like, is this the new norm or is this just yeah. pent up demand? Um, so we have another, you know, 15, 16 months till we actually start to see what a new normal looks like. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the work from anywhere shift, um, I, I, I think it's more than here to stay. I think it, it, it I think it changes cities in the same way that highways change cities and trains yeah. change cities, you know, people, um, work has always dictated where people live.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you decouple location and work, mm-hmm. you just change the landscape of cities and travel patterns and everything. Um, and I think that, Companies will cut out a lot of the like, hey, I need to fly to Boston for a one night trip for a business meeting. Yeah. Because people are getting used to this this medium. You know, we're on Zoom. I think an older generation is getting used to this medium. Some of uh, the younger folks have been used to this for a while. But I I think that this has been normalized. So I think you see way less of that nightly travel. Yeah. Um, But on the flip side, yeah. I mean, if you have a team team of people that live in Boulder and Portland and all these in Nashville and, and Charleston, all these great, lifestyle cities, the secondary cities,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, they're gonna have to travel for relationship yeah. building. We're still human. So um, I think that office budgets go down. People spend yeah. less yeah. on office space. I think Definitely. the travel budgets go up to make up for that, um, for the human contact. And I think that uh, the story people told at the start of COVID, which is like, oh, people are cutting budgets for business travel, I think is only accurate for that kind of nightly transitory, hey, I wanna meet someone once meeting, which I, I agree with. I think it it misses yeah. the, the huge amount of uh, travel that's going to happen and this, this long stay travel, that's either leisure yeah. related or work related.
0: Yeah, no, and you bring up that really good point, and it's and it's interesting because I know so often we're we're kind of thinking about it on the domestic side, but we still have yet to see the full influx of international travel as well too. Yeah, you that's know, once be silly. all of. That I, it's going to be silly. I know. I love that you're saying it like that, but, it, but it's true. So um, you touched on this, you know, a little bit, but wanted to see if there's anything else you wanted to add um, as far as like maybe what travelers are wanting. Um, you're kind of talking about like a little bit more of that homestay sort of experience. We're seeing a bit more of that trend, but do you think travelers want different things than prior to the pandemic? Like what, what, are, you, what are you kind of thinking?
1: Yeah so I think there's been a shift prior to the pandemic through now where people want when they stay somewhere they want it to be a reflection of the community they're staying in right mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily want to show up to the exact same box when you're in New Orleans as when you're in New York City as when you're in you know Chicago like these yeah. you know these cities have culture these places have communities and I think that it's important that that experience play right into your home or your, you know, your hotel room.
0: Mm-hmm. So that,
1: that was a trend, you know, the Kimtons of the world really kind of were some of the first that really took that to heart. And I think that yeah. you've seen in the boutique hotel world that play out now over decades. Um, and I think that the, the trajectory is to continue to go that way. You know, it's really important to us. We highlight local artists in all of our buildings. Every, so every cool. stay is a little different. Yeah. you can actually buy the artwork I uh, love is, that.
0: I fun. love that. I mean, it's one, what a great way to not only tap into the local community, but then like you can inter- interact in the sense that you can take it home with you.
1: Yeah. we. I mean, we take a lot of pride in what we place uh, in front of people, um, the products, you know, where they came from, who created them, who who's mm-hmm. being supported by selling and buying them. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of that generally. But I, I do think that um, home-like stays are going to start to accelerate. I mean, they have, you know, through the pandemic. Yeah. If, if you look at even like the Airbnb STRs of the world, which I should probably be careful with the way I word this, but we see as a <laughs> inferior product to a yeah. you know, a uh, fully curated, um, you know, intentional run, institutionally run apartment style hotel product. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even that stuff has been like you know, off the charts, like Airbnb can't get enough inventory mm-hmm. to meet the demand. Um, and obviously the, the amount of institutional product is really low. So I mean that that side of the market we think gets huge. We think it gets huger. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the nightly, you know, shrink the box, shrink the box, shrink the box probably softens because of those types of things yeah. um, you know, I think soften.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and it, it makes so much sense. I mean, we are we have we were certainly seeing a the shift towards that prior to the pandemic. And the pandemic just accelerated those those changes. And and certainly, you know, travelers are the industry just has to follow what travelers are looking for and and kind of respond to that. Um, So, and you guys are certainly well poised for that. So, um, well, that being said, um, obviously a lot of new developments and things are happening. What exciting new projects is Y hotel working on that we can stay tuned for?
1: Yeah. So I think by the time this airs, we'll have just announced our newest pop-up hotel, which is uh, in union market in Washington, D.C., um, we have about, I think it's 120 units coming on live there. Uh, if, mm-hmm. For those that aren't familiar with the Union Market, it is exactly that kind of culture community that I was just mentioning. Um, there's this huge market where you have stalls from all these local restaurateurs trying out new concepts, first time entrepreneurs, uh, all within blocks. It's an amazing community. It's it's a whole food scene in the DC area, um, and we're you know we're so excited to go there. The building we're in. Uh, is also like you know it's kind of like the boutique hotel of apartment buildings um, it's highly curated it's gorgeous the amenity spaces are beautiful the reflection of DC as a city and that in that local market union market and um, yeah i mean and, and there's there's more coming behind that um, that we'll be announcing shortly, but I mean, we're in, we're in grow mode. We, um, <laughs> that's amazing. We, uh, I think we doubled our employee count in the last like four or five months. You know, we'll, oh, wow. we'll, do, a, we'll do another version of that here shortly. Um, yeah, it's an exciting time to be here. It's an exciting time to be in, you know, the kind of evolution of travel oh, totally. uh, and, and home. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's crazy because, you know, with something like the pandemic, the, the change Change breeds opportunity for an organization like ours that is smaller and dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we don't,
1: you know, we don't have all the same baggage, and it's yeah. um, and because because travel patterns are changing, consumer preferences are changing, and real estate's changing, uh, we have the fun job of being able to grow a business around all of that.
0: Yeah, and be more nimble and, and kind of and adjust accordingly. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. Well, well, by, Jason, this is so exciting. I love what you're doing with Y Hotels, and I'm so excited that you were able to share that. So that those that are, that are tuning in can hear and learn a bit more about what you're doing. Um, and then also get excited because as you said, this now we're on this upswing. So it is this exciting time in uh, the travel and hospitality space. And this is when innovation and the new things happen, which I think we can all agree that it's about time for some bigger changes to happen. So it's, it, it's, definitely exciting. Um, so that being said, for those that are, are tuning in and where can they find out more information about why hotels and contact you?
1: Yeah. So, um, so you can just go to whyhotel.com W H Y like, like why, like the question, like why hotel, when you can have a place like home, why uh, hotel.com and where they can book with us. Um, they can learn more about the organization. We have all our job postings of which there are a lot um we're looking for great team members um and yeah people can get a hold of me uh on linkedin just shoot me a note um or they can send stuff to hello at whyhotel.com our team manages that and uh, that'll get forwarded to me if it's applicable and um yeah yeah we're, we're we're excited to grow and we're excited to continue to be a part of the travel community
0: this is so so exciting well thank you again so much for your time today jason this is amazing um for everybody that's tuning in i hope that you enjoyed this episode We definitely covered a lot of things. We'll make sure that we have all the details in the show notes about Y Hotel, um, how you can connect with Jason as well too on LinkedIn and um, definitely stay tuned for future episodes, but pay attention because Y Hotel is definitely doing a lot of great things and changing the landscape of travel as we know it. So as always, thank you guys for tuning in and continue to say yes to travel.